the Trump economy, or is it the Tony Evers economy, is working for Wisconsin. Think about this for a minute, Phil. I know a guy. He has no college degree. He got fired from his job last November, and it's only been a few months, and he just lands a brand new job, and I think he's making more money than he's ever made. You think so? Yeah. Who is this guy, Scott? His I name, have no idea who this person is you're talking about. His name is Scott Walker. He was governor of Wisconsin. I know little Scotty Walker. Yeah, you've drawn him in cartoons, right? Kind of balding guy with a kind of a kind of a glassy-eyed look to his face. Yeah, he shouldn't make fun of that. That was just a medical condition. He had hit his head on a cabinet. It's not actually a bald spot. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a disease. Cabinet. Baldness syndrome. CBS. CBS. <laughs> Ooh, you should try some CBD for that CBS. <laughs> Scott Walker has a new job. He is the finance chairman for a group called the National Republican Redistricting Trust. Bas- you mean the National Republican Gerrymandering Trust? <laughs> yeah, basically, he's the national spokesman defending gerrymandering across. The country. We know a lot about gerrymandering in Wisconsin. We do, yeah. We've been writing and drawing about it for, gee, more than a decade. But here's the thing about the Trump economy, and this is a point that liberals like to make. Sure, Scott Walker's presumably making more money than ever in this new job. But guess what? He's got to have three jobs to get by. Because <laughs> he's also... One of his jobs is chair of uh, Donald Trump's re-election campaign in Wisconsin, right? Yes, and he's also leading a national effort to call a constitutional convention. Really? So he's going to play founding father now? Yeah. So I guess I wonder if like, if we remake, like, if there's a revival of Hamilton in 20 years, are we going <laughs> to add Scott Walker? Yeah. I will get rid of collective bargaining. <laughs> Actually, I think he's trying to uh, do a balanced budget amendment. I will balance all budgets right now. Because Scott Walker did such a good job of balancing our budget here in Wisconsin (laughs) when he was governor. But in his main day job, defending gerrymandering, he made a splash on Fox News this week. Well, what you've got is Eric Holder with the support of Barack Obama spending hundreds of millions of dollars across the nation. And they just go in from one state after the next and they sue until it's blue. They're using the litigation process to take redistricting out of the hands of the people we elect, the people we hold accountable in our state legislative bodies, and trying to send it to the courts where they have friendly folks, uh, many of whom have been uh, appointed by some of their allies, and they're trying to sue to change the makeup, really for the, I think, for a generation uh, to come in terms of putting Democrats in power. Well, let's talk about Scott Walker on Fox News defending the beautiful gerrymandering. On today's episode of Center Stage. I'm Scott Milfred, the editorial page editor for the Wisconsin State Journal. And I'm Phil Hands. I'm the political cartoonist for the Wisconsin State Journal. We are half of the State Journal editorial board. The better looking half. So Scott Walker's on Fox this week. Um, Where he belongs. <laughs> yes. On Fox and Friends. He is yeah. a friend of Fox. Yeah. Fox, of course, the cable news network. Very fair, very balanced. Fair and balanced. I think they gave that up a while, a while uh, ago. Yeah. I don't know. I don't uh, watch Fox News. Do you watch Fox News? No, actually. I don't even have cable television, although I do have Netflix. Oh, okay. Well, that's, I don't think, you're so halfway I, there. I watch Fox Sports. 
so I can watch the Brewers and the Bucks. Oh, okay. So yeah. you are a supporter of Fox. <laughs> I guess. But we did watch the clip of Scott Walker. He wrote an op-ed for the Fox uh, Opinion website. Fox Opinion, yeah. And then he also did an interview on one of the Fox TV shows where they lobbed him lots of softball questions. Slow pitch softball questions. Governor, isn't it up to the state legislatures to figure out how to draw a district on the map? Well, that's exactly right. That's the way most people want it. They want it with people who, who they elect are accountable. What they do, though, is they go from state to state and they try and litigate. They sue, they pick a state, and then they sue until it's blue. And that's the strategy we've seen used over and over again. He wants to raise millions and millions of dollars to defend gerrymandered maps across the country against the millions and millions of dollars that Barack Obama's former Attorney General Eric Holder is spending to try and undo gerrymandered maps and then probably to maybe rig them to the Democrat side. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit for good measure. And in the editorial we had today, of course, we said that rather than blowing all this money in court, we ought to just adopt the Iowa model for redistricting, which is nonpartisan. That sounds very bad for uh, for Scott Walker because then he wouldn't have a job if there's nobody to raise money for. <laughs> but thanks to the Trump economy, unemployment is the lowest it's ever been in the history of the universe, Phil, according to Trump. So yeah. I'm sure our former governor could find a job. Like maybe being a welder or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> he could get his welding degree. He could get his welding degree. Add that to his resume with... Be more productive than fighting a or gerrymandering. My recollection from when he was governor was he'd always kind of pass the buck on redistricting. He's like, well, that's the legislature's thing. I don't have anything to do with that. That's not yeah. me. I won, you know, statewide. I don't, yeah. my, my district's not gerrymandered. I don't care. It's not my issue. And that was true. Yeah. And he, and he lost now in a statewide election that wasn't gerrymandered because you can't change the shape of the state itself. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unless, as we've said in the past, we invade Illinois and... Didn't we talk about that? We'd, we'd take, like, uh, Ikea or something you like that? You want Ikea? No. Uh, you know, there, at one point, there was discussion of giving uh, the UP to uh, to Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. You guys can just have it. I mean, I'm from Michigan. You guys can take it. I mean, I don't ever, I never went there when I was in Michigan. We have advocated on the State Journal Editorial Board for the Iowa model for redistricting. Back in 2010, the Republicans took control of both houses of the legislature and the governor's office. And they gerrymandered the map to high heaven. Yeah, nowadays you can do it with computers. You can take the old election results, plug them into a computer, and it'll tell you, hey, draw the lines this way, and you're much more likely to win more seats. Yeah, it's basically using technology to, to do hyper-gerrymandering by address, by voter. You can basically draw these maps to, to sort of get whatever constituencies you want in whatever place you have them. But I will say, in defense of the State Journal, long before it was on the editorial board here, long before this really egregious gerrymander in 2010, the State Journal has always advocated for fair maps. When, when Democrats were in power, the State Journal was advocating for fair maps. And the Democrats in Wisconsin had an opportunity to pass a nonpartisan redistricting uh, legislation or a, a process to do it back in 2009. Yeah. And the Democrats didn't. Because they thought, hey, in 2010, we're going to gerrymander everything in our favor. Yeah. According to Peter Barca, when we asked him, they ran out of time. Oh, yeah, man. They only had two years Nuts. in power. Yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot to fix the democratic process so it was fair. 
Right, but you bring up a good point. I mean, Illinois has been gerrymandering down there to give themselves huge majorities, and it's Democrats that run the state house in Illinois. So even when a Republican governor uh, came into Illinois, the Democrats held their large majorities, similar to what just happened in Wisconsin, where a Democratic governor came in, Tony Evers, and won, not by that much, but the Republicans, they basically held their 63 to 35 majority in the Assembly, and they actually gained a seat in the Senate. They now have a 1914 majority. So this is how bad the gerrymandering is in Wisconsin nowadays. So we basically had a 50-50 election. Walker barely lost, but it was split 50-50, basically. And there was also the attorney general race where Josh Call barely defeated the attorney general. So there was... Within a couple thousand votes, just as many votes for Democrats as there were for Republicans. Maybe just a little bit few more votes for Democrats. But still, Republicans held on. To, they control almost two-thirds of the seats in, in, the the le- in the Assembly, despite the fact they've got less than half of the votes cast statewide. And some of that is self-selection. In Republicans words, have a natural advantage when it comes to gerrymandering because Democrats pack themselves into big, big urban areas. So... In Madison, you know, on the Isthmus, our legislator, Chris Taylor, is always going to win 80 to 90 percent of the vote. Yeah. It's never, you can't draw that map so that it's competitive in any way, shape, or form. But in an assembly district like the 42nd, which is north of Madison, that was drawn specifically to turn what had been one of the most competitive seats in the legislature into a safe Republican seat. Keith Ripp had held that seat for years, barely winning it. After redistricting, it was a walk because they carved around some of the bedroom communities of Madison and made it into more of a rural district, ducking down just into Dane County to catch Keith Ripp's farm so he could still be part of that district. Now uh, Joe Plummer holds that seat. If you look at that district, you can really see how oddly drawn it is, crossing county lines and just tailored for a Republican to win it. That's what Scott Walker wants to defend, the gerrymandered maps in his party's favor. We'd like to have maps that aren't rigged for either party. The way it's going with the maps we have um, is very few seats are competitive. And we should talk about why having competitive seats is in and of itself good for our democracy. Because it holds the people in those seats much more accountable. Yeah, and, and, it, and it leads to more moderate centrist candidates winning elections. You know, in, in, a, in, a, in Dane County, you know, most of the seats are determined in the primary, and there the most liberal candidate wins, even if, you, even if you're not that liberal. And same in, Waukesha, same in uh, conservative areas, you're much more likely to be challenged by somebody in the primary who's further the extreme than you are. Because the general election's a walk. You're going to win the general election no matter what. And a lot of times with gerrymandering, what you'll do is you'll draw the lines. You'll try to pack members of the minority party, their voters, as many of them into the same districts as possible. And you'll just say they can have those seats and we'll give them as many voters as they can in those seats so that in the seat right next door, we get a shot to win it. I mean, I think we should be clear as an editorial board that we don't want I don't I don't want to see Democrats win control of both houses of legislature and, and have a Governor Evers. I don't want them to gerrymander the maps in Democrats' favor. In 2020, when the maps have to be redrawn to reflect population changes in the census. I don't want to see that at all. I want to see a nonpartisan 
unbiased, you know, follow the county lines as close as possible system of redrawing maps so that our districts are contiguous and competitive. Everybody on our board wants to see that. And it's not about the left drawing the maps or the right drawing the maps. We just want fairer maps. Right. And that's why we were calling for the Iowa system when Democrats in 2009 and 2010 controlled the entire legislature and the and they had the governor. And, and part of this is, you know, part of why these laws need to change, why we need to change this system is because before computers came around, it was really hard to dig deep and really gerrymander maps in, in the way they can do it nowadays. Now, it's possible that the Supreme Court, as early as this year, could strike down some maps. Uh, the Wisconsin maps are not in front of them right now. They had a great chance when they could have struck down the Maryland maps and the Wisconsin maps at the same time, because the Maryland maps were gerrymandered by Democrats to give them mm-hmm. power, and the Wisconsin maps were gerrymandered by Republicans to give them power. Yeah. That was a great opportunity to say, hey, this isn't partisan. We're getting rid of these two sets of maps. Instead, what's happened in recent weeks is that federal judges in Ohio and in Michigan have struck down some of the districts there saying that they were gerrymandered by Republicans. And Scott Walker complained about that on his Fox appearance this week. Uh, This is the whole strategy of the left is to keep going till they find a friendly judge, someone who's not directly elected and accountable to the voters and try and sue. They did it firsthand in Wisconsin. They tried Mm -hmm. to take over our Wisconsin Supreme Court. Thankfully, we fought back uh, just about a month ago, but their strategy was last year, this year, and next year to take over the Wisconsin Supreme Court so they'd have a friendly activist uh, majority in the Wisconsin Supreme Court. They're doing it in Ohio, as you mentioned. They're doing it in Michigan. You already look, even in last year's elections, there's about 15 seats in four different states where they already used the litigation process to try and make it competitive. That's at least part of the reason why Nancy Pelosi is now the speaker. They want to make her and people like her permanently in charge of the U.S. House. We can't let them do that. We've got to fight back for truly fair maps. If we've got fair maps, our ideas work. If we've got a competitive marketplace to tell our message to the American people, we can win district by district. But we can't do it if it's always stuck in the courts. He doesn't want the Democrats to hold office no matter what the voters say. What he doesn't mention is right now that's what's happening in Wisconsin for Republicans. I love his quote where he says, well, there are 15 districts now where the Democrats have litigated, so they're competitive. How dare that I happen? I mean, how dare we have competitive <laughs> districts? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, these Democrats want to make it so that Nancy Pelosi's the speaker forever. Yeah, like Robin Voss is a speaker of the Wisconsin Assembly right now forever. And you think she's going to be speaker for the next 30 years? I don't think so. No, unless, we, fact, unless we can freeze her head. And, no, uh, and supposedly she's already guaranteed some of the new upstart Congress member Democrats that she will leave. Now, we could have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as speaker for life. <laughs> Republic, Fox News would actually love that. The ratings would go through the roof for Fox News if they put AOC in charge of the House for life. Scott Walker claims in this interview that unelected, unaccountable commissions are clearly partisan. And presumably he's referring to the Iowa model there. But if they are in the tank for Democrats, as former Governor Walker claims, then why do all the all those Republicans and all those Democrats agree that the maps are fair down in Iowa? 
Yeah, I don't get it. And he says that elected officials, you know, will will know are taken out of the process. They're not. They still get to approve it. Yeah. But in his essay, he ended up in a curious way, you were telling me. Scott Walker concludes his, his opinion column. If we have fairly drawn maps approved by elected officials who are accountable to voters, we will win. <laughs> Isn't that the Iowa model? Yes. Yeah. In Iowa, you have this nonpartisan staff insulated from politics that is required by law to draw the lines as compact as possible. They follow municipal and county lines. They're neat. They're clean. And they are forbidden from considering the partisan impacts of the maps. Then the legislature still gets to vote on them. They can't amend the maps, but they still get to either approve them or send them back. And if they send them back, they have to say what they don't like about it. But they can't say, we don't like how it turns out for us politically. That's not allowed. And over and over again in Iowa, after each census, the vast majority of the Republican lawmakers and the vast majority of Democratic lawmakers agree that the maps are fair. And Iowa also has much more competitive races than we do here in Wisconsin. On top of that, Iowa doesn't waste millions of dollars like Robin Voss, Speaker of the Assembly, and Scott Fitzgerald, Senate Majority Leader here in Wisconsin, like those guys do on lawyer fees to battle this out over and over again in the courts. What else do we want to say about Scott Walker's appearance on Fox? He's very angry at Democrats for trying to win a Supreme Court seat in Wisconsin. Tried really hard to change the courts in Wisconsin by winning an election. Yeah. <laughs> and they lost. We fought back, but they lost the election. I mean, but it's like, yeah. it's like he's really upset that, like, Democrats would try to win an election. Yeah, take over the court because the Republicans already have control of the court. I mean, my goodness, it was his own attorney that just won the seat. I mean, what's really what's, what's what I find really kind of disingenuous this is whole I, this whole conservative idea that like well if the maps if the maps are fair then our ideas will win like in Wisconsin you know statewide you know they lost they lost elections statewide yeah they only won because when in places where the maps were very badly gerrymandered Scott Walker had a fair fight and his ideas lost this last time yeah. now he did win the previous two elections. So his ideas won those. I'm not sure people were upset of which is I think that people were just tired of Scott Walker, not even his yeah. ideas. I think people are just sick of the guy. But he's not ready to go away quite yet. <laughs> no. And in fact, he was probably gonna run for US Senate, but then oops, Ron Johnson's gonna run for that seat after all. I'm calling Ron Johnson, <laughs> who is every year says this is my last term. I'm calling him Senator for Life, Ron Johnson. Hey, there we go, because we don't have our mayor for life anymore. We lost our mayor for life. Find and follow Center Stage with Milford and Hands on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. To listen to past episodes, go to go.madison.com slash center stage. All of the music on our podcast is by Tube Tester.